on the ball city, baby. Let's go. Just the ball. Wow. Wow. Take the ball. Let me introduce you to the North City Football Cup. Hello and welcome back to the TNC podcast and it's live. Yes, welcome back everyone. Welcome back to the TNC podcast. Myself, Jack Reeve and Chris Reeve taking you through all of the latest Norwich City news and opinion. We've played pre-season games, we've made transfers and uh, we'll take you through it all. Chris, how are you, mate? Yeah, it's splendid, splendid. Apart from... Apart from the away kit, which honestly did put me in a bad mood yesterday, but um, we will get onto that, I'm sure, Jack. Yeah, I thought the the kind of kit bravado was 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 for the Twitter sphere, but you know, you were you were messaging me throughout the day, and you were visibly angry about it, weren't you? I uh, yeah. Are we going to do that now, or are we going to keep? No, people... no, we'll get onto it. But I I just wanted to to make yeah. sure you've calmed down somewhat. No, I haven't. I'm oh. I'm. I, I cannot hide my anger. I really can't. I'm sorry. It's it's a shocker. Look, um, we'll get on to that shortly. Thank you to the there's nearly 500 of you in here already. Thank you so much to everyone watching on your Saturday evening. It's eight o'clock. And uh, look, we'll take you through everything that's going on in the Norwich City world. Chris, what do you want to say, mate? I'm just going to say um, hello to the 500. Make sure you've got a beer for this to, um, well, just drown your sorrows of the away kit really <laughs> connor jacob says we love a bit of modern petrol blue look i i said in my video yesterday i'd never heard the phrase modern petrol blue and i had um i had a norwich fan she was um i think she was like an interior designer saying look modern petrol blue is the in color at the moment so you better you know you better be aware of it basically so that put me in my place um chris We'll get onto the kit shortly. We'll let a few people get in. Um, a few people putting um, hashtag up the petrol blue. Um, Amos. <laughs> we'll get onto the kit shortly, people. Good uh, good evening to everyone watching. I hope you're all having a, a, a wonderful Saturday. Um, look, let's start with the preseason results. Um, mm. I don't know if everyone's aboard, you know, HMS at the moment, but um, it seems relatively positive what we're seeing, Chris. Well, HMS pissed the league is well and truly on, isn't it, Jack? Um, you know, uh, I think, you know, banging a few goals in pre-season against some random unknown German teams, you know, <laughs> absolutely fine. No, on a serious note, I've, I've been content, as Daniel Farker would say, with the uh, with the preseason performances, with the results. I said to you, I think it was last week, if not the week before, when we did our last live stream, Jack, that... For me, this preseason has, has all been about confidence. Like that's the only thing that matters. And I think you can see visibly that the lads are confident now um, off the back of the results. You know, scoring goals, keeping clean sheets, um, some very sloppy defending today, which I'm sure we'll get onto in a minute. But apart from that, all round some really solid performances and, and some real good standout players as well. I can already see some comments. I think there's one called Norwich underscore Roundup on YouTube. Josh Martin, our future. And and Jack, I'm not sure if we're going to... I mean, why don't we talk about it now? Josh Martin, for me, what a free kick today. But also, regardless of the free kick, for me, 
has very much reminded me of he's got that almost that essence or that vibe of Todd Cantwell. I think that he could potentially be uh, a bit of a almost like a one to watch this season for Norwich City. He could be a player that we see break through. I've been very impressed with him, and I was also very interested to hear. Daniel Farker's coaching on the sidelines through the the stream. I think it was Dresden's YouTube stream. And you can hear Daniel Farker and what he's saying to him and what he's coaching him on. And I think it's pretty clear to me that he's got high expectations and hopes for Josh Martin this season. The fact that he's on dead ball kicks already as well for me is, is, is exciting. And it's so good that he scored a free kick as well. That will do wonders for his confidence. Yeah, Josh Martin's been a you know a really interesting one, isn't he? Because he made a you know he made the bench a couple of times towards the tail end of last season, and then I read an article um, with Michael Bailey on the Athletic, and Josh Martin's um, mindset when he signed from Arsenal and came into the Norwich squad, he basically thought he was the best player at the club. Like his 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 cockiness and his arrogance really shone through, and Daniel Farker kind of had to pull him back and go, look, mate. You're a good player, but you've still a long way to go until you're breaking into the squad. And it humbled him slightly. And we saw with the free kick today, we've seen with some of the performances we're hearing around the club that Josh Martin is certainly the one that we're looking out for. And Chris, you know, if we if we're willing to commit to this model that has been successful in the last couple of seasons, we need more players to come through the youth ranks, don't we? And it looks as if Josh Martin's the next player. Yeah, you know, not even the youth ranks, Jack, just young players in general. Um, another player I've been very impressed with, particularly today. I really like what I see so far. I think there's still some work to be done, but I've been very impressed with Bally, Bally Mumba. I didn't have really any expectations. Um, I spoke to the great Michael Bowers of, of, of Sunderland um, Fan TV, fantastic YouTube channel, by the way, great guy too. And he was filling me in on Bally and he was like, to be honest with you, we've just sold him for the money. He's a top quality player. I don't know why we've let him go. I'm a bit annoyed we didn't play him. And that's the sort of thing that you want to hear, isn't it, Jack? You want to hear that clubs are annoyed that they're letting their players go to Norwich, particularly their younger players. And credit where credit's due to Daniel Farker, the reason why they want to come to Norwich is because of what Daniel Farker has done for the likes of Max Aarons, Jamal Lewis, Ben Godfrey, Todd Cantwell, the list goes on. Um, so, yeah, very impressed with him, very impressed with Josh Martin. And I think, they're, look, so long as the, they can keep their feet on the ground, I think they'll do very, very well this season for sure. And, and by the way, Todd Cantwell as well. You know, I think slightly off-colour today, I think it's fair to say, in terms of um, his overall um, impact on the game. But again, next season for me, he should do very, very well in the championship. Yeah, definitely. Um, welcome to everyone who's joining us on this on this Saturday evening. A slightly more chilled out podcast this evening. We haven't necessarily wow. got transfers to talk about. Um, of course, we've got a couple of pre-seasons game, uh, games to discuss. Um, Shawnee, NCFC with a question here. Please do feel free to get your questions in and we'll try and answer them throughout the evening. Shawnee says, sum up the pre-season, lads. Uh, what have we done well and what can the lads improve on? Now, we've seen a fairly impressive pre-season um, in terms of results. We beat MK Don 6-0. We kept a couple of clean, uh, um, clean sheets going into the German games. We scored three again today. Yes, we conceded. But let's answer Shawnee's um, question, Chris. What have you taken from the games that we've seen um, so far? <laughs> I love my bottle opener. Hang on. Um, what have I seen from it? Um, great attacking, um, confident play, up to the tempo a lot, 
Off the ball has impressed me as well, massively, massively off the ball. I'm not sure if anyone else has noticed that, but just our general energy, I, I, I have been impressed with. Defending, though, today, I mean, I don't know. It's the first time we've seen defensive slips, isn't it, in, in, in the yeah. preseason? It was multiple clean sheets up until today. Yeah, but Jack, I just and this is something that's been niggling me for for a while now. If I'm honest with you, and I've not really vocalised it enough, I'm not sure Ben and Tim work. I'm I'm just not. And you know, feel free to shoot me down in the comments, but I would much rather see Christoph Zimmerman start um, with either Tim Closer or Grant Hanley, um, or hopefully a new centre back as well for sure. I'm surprised. Well, a comment here, Chris. I mean, let's get straight into it. There's, there's no point messing around. James Gascoigne says, can you see a future at Norwich for Tim Close? I mean, you've mentioned him there. Is this a matter of getting Tim Close out of the side or do you think it's a, you know, it's a situation of finding, um, you know, a, a partner in, in, in the defence that works alongside him? Look, I'd, I don't think, um, look, well, first and foremost, if we don't sign a centre-back, um, I'll be really disappointed, really massively, considering what I was told a few weeks back now. I'm very surprised that we haven't got a deal done for a, for a relatively well-known centre-back. Um, and I'm also, you know, for Tim, for, for me, obviously it goes without saying, you know, look, he's, he's coming almost to the end of his career now. For me, he can still play. For me, he's still got a part to play in terms of the club and the team and the squad. Um, he's the kind of guy that I need on my bus. You, this reminds me very much of the of the Russ Martin situation, Jack. You don't want to be casting Tim Closer aside because his experience, um, you know, just how much the team respond and respect and like him. He's a leader, and we need those kind of players in and around the team. But for me, um, I think my two centre backs that I start next season, if we don't see a new centre back join. And providing that Grant Hanley's fit is Grant Hanley and Christoph Zimmerman. We saw today that, you know, all right, maybe, maybe, maybe it's just one mistake, but it, it reminded me and gave me horrible memories of that Premier League restart. I, I'm just not sure Ben, Tim, and Tim work, if that makes sense. I don't think that triangle is a is a solid spine. In my humble opinion, I really don't. I think Tim Krull is the man. Like he has to be our number one next season. Absolutely. It's actually massive that we're going to be able to keep him huge because I'm sure the Premier League suitors have come in already and, and started having conversations with him. I'm just not I'm just not convinced on, on our on our centre backs. And by the way, Christoph Zimmerman isn't void of criticism. I'm his biggest fan, as you know. We all take the Mickey about how strong he is. Today he didn't have a good game, did he? Um and so for me, it really does cement the fact that Stuart Webber really does need to work hard on bringing a new centre back into this football club. Having sort of seen the you know the transfer business so far, and there's been a considerable amount of ins at the moment, not so many outs. It almost seems as if we're setting up a squad to go. Look, we'll score five, and we almost don't care if you score four because we will outscore you. You know, Pojeta, Hernandez, Dow. Um, Hugill going forwards, it almost seems as if we're set in a manner to go, we will outscore you no matter what. And it kind of has that hint of the the success that we had in that championship um, promotion season under Farker last time. Do you think that's almost the essence of what we're trying to go? And maybe because of that, we won't see a centre-back come in? Uh, I think we have to see a centre-back come in, Jack. I mean, surely, surely, surely. I mean, 
I just think our centre-backs are injury-prone as well. Regardless of performances, we've seen that all of them can get injured. Um, and I think that now, I think pretty much all of them have had a, have had one big bad injury as well, which for me, I'm not I'm not comfortable with that personally. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm less than convinced about our defence still. Maybe it's the Premier League restart still hurting me. I don't know. Um, but we absolutely have to see a centre-back come in, Jack. I, I'd be very surprised. And I'm hearing talk of, you know, p- people saying, oh, maybe Daniel Farker's trying to convert Tete to centre-back. Look, no offence to Tete, but that is a horror show. I'm sorry, we cannot go into a championship season playing Tete as centre-back. Of course we can, but I'm I'm telling you now, you will see the consequences of that. Tete, fantastic CDM, fantastic midfielder. You know, he is the man you want to see in there, you know. But but in defence, he'll do a job because you're forced to play him because of injuries. But what on earth would you do going into a championship season playing Tete centre-back? I'm, I'm sure that Stuart Webber's got his head screwed on enough to know that that's not going to be the situation that, that arises. But say if you're, you know, a Grant Hanley or a Tim Close or a Christoph Zimmerman, are you not almost expecting to be started in the championship? Yeah, look, Jack, I th- I th- and this is the, this is the thing. I think because we've not seen um, many outs, we are. This is what I said to you. I, I said I think I remember speaking to you about this about at the back end of the the Premier League restart. We spoke about a potential culture crisis um, cut inbound at Norwich City Football Club because what we've got is a bunch of players that have now been cast aside, told they're not they're not needed, and even if they're not needed, their position is more or less being covered by bringing in a new player signifying that you're not good enough, in my opinion. If I was a player and you brought someone else in, that says to me, you're not convinced about me. Um, look, I know that it's a squad game. I know it's a long season. I know that the championship is relentless. It's game after game. But again, like I'm very, very, very surprised um, that we've not seen some outs. Um, and I saw a qu- I saw uh, someone comment on this. Uh, and I-, I think I might be in the m- minority here. Let me know in the comments. But... I've been so disappointed about the talk around Tom Tribal. I'm gutted to see him leave. I really am. I think that in the the championship, he would have been a fantastic, fantastic CDM, a fantastic, certainly a great player to bring on to to cover for someone like Kenny McLean or Alex Tete. We've brought replacements, haven't we? Yeah, we have, Jack, and and that has surprised me um, because if, if you look at the statistics, Tom Tribal... Is is one of our best <laughs> one of our best midfi- holding midfielders. Mm. Um, I don't think he got enough game time. And look, I I know I'm biased because I know him, but I just I am just a bit disappointed. I mean, I always remember that Leeds performance, and I think when you look at someone like that do something like that against Leeds, like that that's that's a big statement. That that you know you can't just do that. You know, you've got this certain like Eddie Hearn. Then. <laughs> well, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, I've been looking at too many Eddie Hearn memes, clearly. But <laughs> no, but I tell you a really, and by the way, a really good point um, here uh, on Twitter via Periscope from Ash Goodyear, just in Jack. Uh, tribal or Skip? Definitely Skip. Very impressed with Skip. Really like what I see. Chuffed to pieces that we brought him into the club. As I said last time on the live stream. Um, Max Aaron spoke to me on WhatsApp um, and, well, I, I just to be clear, I asked him, I said to Max, Max, what do you reckon to skip? And he went, mate, he's one of the best players within my age bracket in his position. He is absolutely fantastic. He's quick. He's nimble. He's agile. He can tackle. 
So I'm really excited um, about Skip. So, but I, I, maybe I'm just her. I, I just think it's a bit harsh on Tom Tribal. I think with Morris Leitner, it makes sense. It's pretty clear to see that his attitude and and uh, how he fits in with the culture of the club, it just doesn't work. Like he always knew he was better than Norwich City Football Club being from the pedigree and the place that he was at. Um, so, yeah. Look, I, you know, you know, you're upset that that Tom Tribal is leaving, and it looks as if that will happen. I don't think there's been any confirmation from the club yet, has there? But you know, Anna's said that he's off. I guess the the thing I want to ask you, Chris, is we've been on these podcasts weekly for the last month now, and after every single podcast, we finish it and we say it's going to be a really busy week in terms of transfers out of the club. And we're still not seeing anyone leave. Max is still here. Ben is still here. Todd is still here. Emmy is still here. And I'm starting to think the first Carabao Cup fixture is a week away. Okay. We play Luton in a week's time. Our first league fixture is two weeks away. There is not much time left in the transfer window. We still have all of our big guns. We have not let any players go out yet. How do you see the next sort of couple of weeks panning out? Because I'm starting to think we're going to be lining up against Huddersfield with Emmy, with Max, with Jamal. I'm getting ready to get on board HMS, Chris. <laughs> Mate, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I've been. So, by the way, just I've got to raise this. There's a great comment on YouTube from Fee Wok. I'm not sure if that's your real name, but but regardless, it's, it's a fantastic comment. God took a shit and created Ipswich. Let's get that on screen, please, Jack. Because I need a bit of that right now. Um, please feel free to get your your comments um, in, and don't forget that there is a chance that we'll bring them on screen. Um, I'm very surprised that we've not sold some players, Jack. I have, but as we've also spoken about before, it is an indication of the current environment, the current climate. Uh, clubs not willing to pay, um, and even if you look at a club like West Ham, I, sp- I speak to the guys at West Ham Fan TV, and they're saying they are they don't have the money. What? You don't have the money. <laughs> and for a club, for, for, for those guys to be talking about money like that, it, it says to me that I'm, I'm finding it quite hard to see how clubs are going to pay 20 million plus for a prospect because that's more or less what they're going to buy in a Norwich City player right now, right? That's fair to say, isn't it, Jack? Mm-hmm. Even with Wendia, there is an element of he's still got some latent potential to fulfil. We know that he's good enough on the main stage. Regard, uh, perhaps p- apart from goals, and that's that's what I'm saying. And so, for you to commit to 20 million at least for a Norwich player right now, I think is is possibly showing it's it's um it's putting people off. And but fair play to Stuart Weber. And by the way, another conversation that we've not spoken about. Maybe this is actually going to turn players around. Maybe this is going to make players think. Actually, you know what? I don't know why I wanted away. I've got it so good at Norwich. I play week in week out. The fans love me. I'm pl- and, and 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 maybe that's something. So. Yeah, that, that's my thoughts on it. I am surprised that we are where we are. Um, but but who knows? Maybe next week, Jack, we will see two or three players out the door. Yeah, it feels um, so long since I've seen you. It doesn't, you know, I, we haven't quite um, discussed how we feel about the, the new season in person as of yet. And um, Welcome to everyone who's joining the, the TNC podcast. This is the TNC podcast live across YouTube, Facebook and also Twitter this evening. Thank you so much for watching. We are very close to 20,000 subscribers on YouTube. That is way more than Ipswich's average attendance. You can be part of a real journey here over on TNC, the largest Norwich City 
fan channel. Welcome along. Thank you so much for watching. Um, Chris, you know, ahead of this transfer window, you know, after the relegation, we were speaking about Emmy leaving. We were speaking about Max leaving. And my mindset going into it was we need to cash in while these players' values are still at their utmost. Emmy's value was apparently high. Ben's was high. Todd had just performed really well in the league. And I was thinking, look, if we're going into the championship, let's bring in some, some players that maybe haven't played in this division before. Let's let them prove themselves in this league and let's cash in on the big guns while their, their value is still high. Mm. Is now, are we at a position now where we're going, well, actually, let's keep Todd, let's keep Emmy, and let's get back to the Premier League at the first time of asking. What, what, how do you think Stuart's thinking at this point? Yeah, I, I, I do think that he's thinking that. I do think he's thinking that. Um, there's a couple of players that I would have sold whilst I was up there, definitely. Um, like uh, <laughs> I, I think I would have sold Ben. Um, I, I do, I do, I would have sold Ben. I think but still time, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm not saying Ben's a bad player, by the way, because Ben's a quality center back, he's also a quality midfielder. Um, but I, I just think for me, I, I think that if it feels right, if that makes sense, and 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 kind of similar to Emmy as well, I think that Todd Cantwell can be as creative. I know people might disagree with that, but I think with Todd's. Uh, performance in terms of his assists and his goals that he scored in the Premier League proves to me that he can almost cover that creative flair player that we need within that side. Uh, we've also got Kieran Dowell come in as well now. So um, for me, I, I probably would have sold a couple, but players like Max and Jamal and Todd, I think they will absolutely tear the championship a new one. I really do. And, and, and I'll be very, very surprised if you... If if they, I just think they are definitely definitely Premier League level players. I know we've been relegated, which sounds a bit weird, but I think they're there already. Um, and and we know that there's been conversations from some of the biggest clubs in the world for Max Aaron's, for example. And you know, for one reason or another, things haven't haven't gone through yet. And that says to me that you know, it, I really do believe that if we manage to you know, utilise those guys effectively within the championship, but more importantly, get them back on board because they've, they've all been so badly hurt by that Premier League restart of just absolute bullshit. And I think it is going to be quite hard to manage the new players coming in, but also the old players that have been so badly burnt by that Premier League restart. I'm really fascinated to see how it pans out, Jack. Yeah, definitely. I've just seen this comment here from... Matthew Johnson, he says, cheers, lads. Um, here's to a season. Um, we can all get back in Carrow Road and, and get it rocking. I've been up Norwich today with my friends and, you know, we walk past Carrow Road and it just looks so tempting to get back involved. I know Norwich have got plans to get fans back in, but, oh, mate, I, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm really starting to miss it now. Yeah, of course. Like, I've been missing it for missing it for ages. Um yeah, it's a real shame. And what's a real, what's also a shame for me, you know, personally, I'm not sure how others feel about this and not to get all political, but it almost feels wrong to be going back into the stadium with two metres between each other and, um, you know, only being able to go to one in four games. Uh, I don't know. It feels a bit wrong to me. And, you know, I, I think that it's, it is such a shame and I'm buzzing to get back. But at the same time, um, you know, there's not, 
going to be necessarily the same atmosphere and and I and I live and breathe and and it makes me emotional even think about it to be very honest with you that 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 game that we get back into Cow Road where it's just full to the rafters that on the ball city is oh it's, it's actually making me emotional think about it mate honestly I just I it's gonna be such a special day and all of the pain that everyone has gone through both in their you know their families they might have lost loved ones and and all of the key workers and and and, and also um just the fact that we've missed each other the the community this is why we started the live stream you can see how many people are in here now jack you know so i'm buzzing to get back but also i'm buzzing to get back for it to be properly back if that makes sense so i do think the first half of next season is is going to be a bit weird still um but but arguably you know i, I certainly don't want to be sitting next to someone in the barclay with a blue and white shirt on so um, perhaps that's a good thing yeah no we'll get onto the kit shortly i, I no i echo chris's thoughts we started these live streams you know a, a couple of months ago now and the sole aim was to, you know, one for me and Chris from a very selfish point of view, me and Chris to talk to each other because we, you know, we saw each other at, at Carrow Road on a weekly basis. And that was our time to get together and chat as, as friends. And I'm sure loads of people in the comments, um, you know, went to went to the games with family or friends. And, and, and in some weeks, that's the only time you see each other. And that's a really, you know, a key component of, of friendship. So that was one of the reasons we started it. And the second reason was we wanted to speak to all of you. We so we see so many of you at Cow Road on a weekly basis that, that, you know, come up to us in the Barclay and speak to us. And honestly, hand on my heart, that's one of my favourite moments of the week is seeing all of you that watch the videos and we can chat, you know, whether Ballymumba should be a right back or a right midfielder, just very trivial <laughs> points, but it's it's a really key thing that I hold really dearly. So no, I'm really looking forward to getting back to Carrow Road. Um, before we get onto the kit, let's let's talk about this. What a bruise! Says Hugo or Pookie, both offer different qualities. Pookie agile and quick, and Hugo aggressive and a target man. This gives Norwich a great advantage as we can play them against different kinds of teams. Now, I'm not sure, Chris, if we'd signed Hugill the last time we spoke to each other. Um, I know that I think there'd been rumours and I was excited about Hugill and now he's signed. And I think the people that were like, you know, slightly tentative about the signing are now fully on board. They've seen him score that goal. They've seen him rile up opposition defenders. They've seen the quotes. Um you know, regarding um, Pookie and, and and how much he loves him. How excited are you about Jordan Hugel joining up with the squad? I, I, I'm so excited. I'm so in the Hugel camp. It's unbelievable, Jack. I, I just love the fact that we've signed a big brick shithouse. I absolutely love it. I And for far too long, Norwich City have been Mr. Nice Guys. In the Premier League, we were pushovers. And, and I love the fact that we've signed a big... Uh, you know, he might be not. He look, he might be a nice guy, but certainly when he crosses the white line, he's aggressive. I wouldn't want to mess with him. You know, even if I look at his tattoo, you know, there is a rumor that he's got 17th of June 1902 tattooed on his arm. By the way, I'm not sure if you saw my tweet, um, but no, but that's good to see. And I like the quotes. I like the way he's talking. He's straight down the line. He's not taking any shit from anyone. He's coming on the pitch to prove a point. He's standing up for his team. And, and also as well, he, he's doing it to prove a point to himself and actually what he's been through. He's got quite an interesting story with West Ham um, and his journey so far. 
And I'm actually not excited by his goals. And that sounds really strange, but I'm excited by the shirt pulls. I'm excited by big, aggressive barges, the pushovers, the lip to the referee. And this sounds a bit strange and a bit Brexity, but I've got to be honest with you. I need to see that in Norwich now. I need to see players like Hugill with fight, with passion, with that burning desire to bleed for their teammate, to bleed for their teammate. And for far too long, we've been a pushover. And Jordan Hugill is a breath of fresh air. And honestly, I absolutely 100% believe he will at least get 15 goals this season. And do I want to see him up front with Team Pukki? Why the fuck not? Let's put them both up top together. I'm all for it. By the way, Jack, sod monetization. We're about to talk about the new kit soon anyway, so don't worry about it, mate. Um, yeah, no, let, let us know about your thoughts on Hugo. I thought it was really interesting, yeah. though, before we move on to the kit. Jack, you know, I, need beer, to, um, go Jack I, need, I need a beer, mate, so you're going to have to cover for me. Okay. We we spoke on the channel to, to Nicky Hawkins from West Ham Fan TV, and he was basically saying, I don't know what Chris is doing here. I'm going to keep um, covering air. Uh, where's he going? I have no idea what he doing. Basically, we were speaking to, to Nicky Hawkins um, from West Ham Fan TV. And he was saying, essentially, you know, they'd signed Hugel for £10 million and he never quite fitted the mould. But it was clear that um, he's a good player. There's a good player in there. And then they've sold him for two um two to three million pounds so they're taking a massive loss on jordan hugel he's a player that has something to prove that's the key thing here we signed players in the in the early days of um weber and fark that had something to prove leitner tribal pookie these kind of players hernandez and they wanted um you know to go to the next level and they did go to the next level um and hopefully hugel is is exactly that um Share my year says, did I miss Chris's rant about the new shirt? No, you didn't share my year. We haven't spoken about the new kit yet. If you haven't seen the new kit, Aria are saying it's a modern petrol blue. Basically, that's blue. Some people saying it's teal, um, which is basically blue, you know, green blue. Um, I don't mind it. I'm going to throw it out there. Chris, on the other hand, doesn't like it. Are we are we going for it now, mate? You know we we were on the call, you know, fifteen minutes before we went live, and and you were biting my ear off at, about this kit. You are not happy. Rule one of releasing an Norwich City kit: don't make it blue and white. Rule two of launching a new Norwich City kit: make sure it's not blue and white. Rule three of launching a new Norwich City kit. Make sure, double, triple, quadruple check, you are not about to launch a blue and white kit. And for the teal and turquoise Barmy Army, they're both types of blue. They're shades of blue. And Jack, I've been tearing my hair out over this. I've actually seen people online say, it's not blue, it's fucking blue. How can you not see it's blue? I know I wear glasses, but I'm not colorblind. And you know what made me laugh, Jack, honestly? And this took the biscuit. Someone went, oh, well, Chris, I'll tell you what, it's, those, it's the photography. It's that marketing team. I know the marketing team. The marketing team are quality at Norris City Football Club. They deserve a lot of credit. And I'll tell you what, apart from the rainbow, that was a bit of a 
tease, wasn't it? Anyway, there, there is no way in hell that the colour is that different in person. And then lo and behold, we see the shirt laid on a bench somewhere that someone's bought. And it's a car crash. We have literally, we've literally launched Ipswich Town's UEFA Cup run, Ipswich shirt, and stuck a Norwich City crest on it. Now, I am all for, and I mean all for, the sentiment behind it. I love that. I love it. Honestly, I think it's fantastic. And the problem is, and by the way, um, a friend of the channel, Cam, let's give him a shout out, Jack, designed such an incredible, crisp, perfect rainbow kit. And, I, and I'll be honest with you, Jack, it got my hopes up. And I started thinking, this is quite nice. Because not only are we going to see a new exciting home uh, away shirt that's going to be one of our biggest sellers, so commercially it makes complete sense, by the way, they've gone and released a blue and white kit. Like, I honestly think someone in the in the Araya HQ, put they, they were sitting there with their mates. Ah, Christoph, I, I am going to design, you wait for this, I'll put 1,000 euros on it. That Norwich City Football Club, I will give them their rivals blue and white kit. Ha 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 ha. And that's what they did. They served us up with a shambles. And you know what's worse, Jack? I've just found out today we've got four more years of this bollocks. This shirt, yeah? Do you know what happens? I put this in the wash and the crest falls off. <laughs> but it is sewn on this year. Yeah, it's sewn on this year. And I'll tell you something else, Jack, something that a lot of people aren't talking about. Zoom in to the crest. Now, this is something else. Look at this castle on this crest, Jack. Look at this castle on this crest, okay? Yeah. Look at the thin line on it. Now, zoom into the new kit. For some reason, our castle has now got plus 45 drop shadow. It's like... <laughs> designer has smashed the Estrellas and gone, oh, I'll just make the castle extra bold. And also the Canary Eye as well. I just, I honestly think it's an utter horror show. I love the sentiment, but quite frankly, to design, to design a blue and white kit for Norwich City, and, and by the way, and by the way, because I know everyone's saying this and everyone's thinking about this. Oh, well, we already had blue and white. We had blue and white in 1902, 03, 03, 04, maybe, if you want to nitpick with me. Years have gone past. And and he, and I can already hear you guys saying, well, we actually had one in the 90s, Chris. Yes, it was a tartan kit in very dark blue, yeah, with, with a smidgen of white. It looked nothing like the Ipswich Town kit. I honestly think they have lost their minds. You know, I've seen statistics this week, Jack. Wine sales have gone through the roof. And I can see why, that the Area factory have bought out the whole of Italy's wine stock and have, and have actually somehow managed to talk to our commercial team and got them to roll out a blue and white kit. What? So what do you, what do you, you know, what do you say if I come back with it's teal? Oh, fuck you know, mate. I can't. Yeah, yeah, it's teal. Teal is a shade of blue. And by the way, and by the way, fine, fine, fine. You know what? It's teal. Let's call it teal. Teal can be bluey green, as the Google definition says. By the way, mate, I've been looking at Farrow and Ball colour palettes. I've gone that insane over this. I can't believe people think that this is not 
a blue and white shirt. I can't believe it, right? And yes, all right, it's teal, but it's teal and white. I don't release a teal kit. Release the teal kit. And I've seen a few people send me pictures of Norwich shirts, yeah, blue Norwich shirts in the 90s with a green and yellow, really thick. I think it was um pony. It was it was the, the, the brand was pony, and it was pony by the way, as well. But it wasn't blue and white. Why have they accompanied teal or turquoise or incra blue with white? Why would you do that? At the end of the day, it's just a shirt and we won't play in it. And thank God that I'm not going to be standing in the Barclay next to someone wearing a blue and white shirt. That's all I'm going to say. So is this is this coming from a, a, a you know, a place in your heart of, of, of pure Ipswich hatred or is it just a, a simple dislike of blue? 100 percent. I hate Ipswich Town Football Club. I'm never going to hide from that. It's, it's the whole reason why I got in trouble over the fact that I had a bit of banter with um, with the Ipswich Town geezer, I forget his name, that came on the on the channel. Benjamin um, Bloom. Yeah, Benjamin Bloom, top boy, by the way. But people couldn't handle the fact that we had a bit of banter. I'm inviting an Ipswich Town fan into my home. That is a big deal. <laughs> I'm going to give him some banter. I hate Ipswich Town Football Club. I, and, and, and anything blue and white for me is just, it's, it's a no-go. And... I'm allowed my opinion. And I, by the way, you know what? I hope that people realise that I'm not up the club's arse now because that's been the criticism that I've got and you've got recently, Jack. Oh, TNC, you're up the club's arse. We'll have some of this. The away kit is a car crash. <laughs> well, you know, maybe, I'm trying to kind of clutch at straws, maybe they've designed a kit that Kieran Dowell is used to and Kieran Dowell will feel settled in that kit and score mm. 25 goals next season. And, you know, take us 15 points clear at the, at the top of the table by Christmas. I, I just want to quickly say, I haven't mentioned it so far in the stream, but Kofi, oh, that's gone in the background, hasn't it? Hang on, let me sort this out. Um, we, are, we have a Kofi page and um, it's live. And Barry Lee Cullis, who is a, a regular of the show, um, has donated something on, um, on the Kofi page. So thank you for that. Barry says, good to see you both back doing a live. As for the kit, I think I will hold out for the third kit. Yeah, look, we've got a third kit yet to come. Um, we have a Kofi page. It's down in the description. If you want to donate to the running cost of TNC, that's very much welcome. Thank you to everyone who already has. Okay, we've got through the kit. We've got through pre-season. Um, we keep saying it, but I'm going to keep saying it because surely something's going to happen. Where, you know, what players will be leaving in the coming weeks? Because surely there has to be some movement, Chris. Well, first of all, we'll... Also, I... quickly, sorry, before I before I can, before you continue, Sophie says, ha-ha, Jack is wearing blue and white. I'd call this navy blue, but uh, it is probably blue. Look, I... I've got Norwich shirts there and also there. So let's not get caught up in the, in the blue and white argument. It's petrol blue, actually, Jack. Oh, no, sorry, it's teal. Oh, no, sorry, it's turquoise. It's blue and white. You're wearing blue and white. <laughs> Fuck, sorry. Mate. Anyway, what um, what are you saying, Jack? I, I'm um, so angry about the away kit, honestly. I can't believe they've actually released a blue and white away kit. Okay, so we signed 10 players. What players leave? Well, first of all, you would expect Moritz Leitner and Tom Tribal to, to find new clubs as soon as possible because... They're both top players. And, um, you know, I know that Moritz Leiner hasn't worked 
at Norwich, to be honest, has he? Um, I don't think he got a fair crack of the whip, mind you. Um, but obviously, he's still a top player with fantastic pedigree. And I'd expect him to find a club within the Bundesliga, certainly with certainly in the in the next in the next week or so. Um in terms of others, it's really hard to predict, Jack. I've, I've been so surprised, so surprised um, that, that we've not sold a couple of our youngsters. Um, I'd be, but maybe this is Weber's master plan. And we've spoken about this before, Jack. Maybe January we'll see more of us, more of our, our players leave. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, say if we kept this current, you know, the current dynamic of our squad, <laughs> Barry says Jack's looking like Tim Henman. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take Tim Henman. I've certainly been called worse over the years. Say if we have this current squad, Chris, and we went into it against Huddersfield, first day of the season, away from home. Yeah. What do you think? Like, are you happy? Are you sad? Do you think it's too big? Do you think it's too small? What? What do you mean? The squad, the like mean? the current oh, set of the squad. Um, I'm not talking about anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. Um we've <laughs> both had too many too many beers. Um yeah, yeah. Uh as I said, I, I think I, I think that you're it's gonna be hard to get the balance right between um the new the new wave of players that have come in, because it is a wave. We've signed lots and lots of players, um, and the players that have been here as well uh, already and have suffered and endured that Premier League restart, which was, as we know, an absolute horror show. Uh, so yeah, I think it probably is too big. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what this, this might be a Weber masterclass. This might be Stuart Weber. Uh, this might all be part of the plan and who knows, maybe, maybe in January we'll, we'll, we'll see players sold for some real, real big money. Um, but, let, let's see, Jack. It's all up in the window at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Now, this is a good no. comment from Harrison. No, I mean, said, <laughs> sorry? I meant wind, not window, by the way. <laughs> Harrison says, surely there's no tomorrow for your <laughs> Nice wordplay from Harrison, of course. No tomorrow, one of Josip Dermage's uh, absolute bangers out, out there. Um, you know, more singles than goals so far in his Norwich City career. Wow. Look, we laugh, we joke, but at the end of the day, Josip Dermic is on a substantial amount of money at Norwich City. Where do you think the club's position is on Josip at the moment? And by the way, thank you to everyone tuning in. We've just hit our record amount of people watching. I, I, I don't know what is making you want to watch, but there's clearly something. So hopefully we can entertain you over the next 20 odd minutes or so that we'll be live. What are you saying, Jack? Josip. <laughs> <laughs> Getting what I'm asking you, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Josip Dermich. He's on a substantial amount of money. Do you know what I think we should do with him, Jack? I think that Josip Dermich should take Steve Trivet's job. Sorry, Trivi. And I think that he should be doing the music for Carrode. I think he should he should orchestrate something really special. I'm talking lights. I'm talking dancers, and you, we all know what dancers Josip Dermich likes. Um, and I'm expecting something special from him. I really am. I think that you know, if you want to improve the performances on the pitch, why not get Josip Dermich to do pre-match performances? You know, whilst the players come out, why not? Um, you know, I think Josip Dermich is has got what it takes in that department. You know, music is one of those marginal gains that I don't think we've. 
we've really gone and um, we've gone in on Jack uh, yeah I, I don't think that and, and and we need to see better music at Carrode and you know we, we've got Josip Dermich on 40 or 50 grand a week so why not uh, why not get him to do more and get him to do the music 100% has has Josip played pre-season so far I don't think he has has he has Josip played full stop <laughs> so sorry I know Josip, I'm sure Josip's a lovely guy, but it, it, you know, someone that's releasing music and, and not playing football. And well, I think the thing with Josip, right? And when we had Stuart Hodge on the podcast, he was adamant. You know, he'd just done a podcast with Stuart Weber, and 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 Stuart was adamant that there was plans for Josip Dermich, Dermich, you know, DJ. DJ Jojo, whatever you want to call him. He was adamant. <laughs> There was there was hope for Yossip, but if he's not starting in pre-season, then there's clearly no future for him there, is there? Why would there be, Jack? I, I'd honestly rather see a one-legged Adam Eder than Yossip Dermot. probably our highest-earning striker. Mate, Yossip's done. It's, it's, I don't even know why we're talking about it. it it's not worked. It was a bit romantic. We signed someone again with pedigree, they didn't fit into our system and our culture. And um, quite fa- quite frankly, to have someone on that sort of wages in the championship is just it's just not going to work, is it? So he, he, do you he... think Puki, Ida and Hugel are... Do you think that's enough? You wouldn't play Yossip with any of them. You wouldn't... He, honestly, if Daniel Farker went down Prince of Wales and got absolutely trashed on the bevies, there is no way that he should be picking Yossip Dermich over any of our other strikers. There's no way. It's, it's no it's no disrespect to Yossip, by the way. The other strikers are just so much better than him. Simple as that. I suppose it's disrespect to the recruitment that ever thought he'd perform yeah, true. for Norwich City. I, right. This is going to be the, the interesting point. This time next week, we take on Luton in the Carabao Cup, right? It's the week before the league starts. The only issue we have is that literally all of our squad are on international duty. Now, Clubs starting at this point in the competition often don't have too many international players. Luton, I think, have one or two um, out on international duty. We have basically the whole squad. Like, I think, Chris, if you got your boots out of the cupboard just behind you, you'd probably be, you know, welcomed with open arms into that squad and, and you play centre back or something. Who starts in that game? I, I, I think I, I do agree that this is a very challenging situation. But if you actually think about it, you're still going to have Anel Hernandez. You're still going to have Emi Buendia. Oh, no, sorry. Emi's, is he banned for that game? I don't think he is, actually. I'm not sure. Okay, you may or may not have Emi Buendia. You're going to have Todd. Is Todd on under-21s? I think so. Might okay. not be. Okay, oh, so hang on. Before we get, look, let's go to our more educated audience. He's on toast, <laughs> says Emi <laughs> <laughs> Emmy still suspended for Luton and Huddersfield um, from Burnley Red last season. By the way, before we get on to any further, cheese on toast, layer your your toast with Marmite first and then put cheese on and then toast it. You are talking next level cheese on toast. That's what I'm saying. That's a shocker from you. What, Marmite? As, what cheese? Oh, I've remembered now. Your taste in cheese is diabolical. Yeah, Let but me guess. what are you having on cheese on toast? Yes, you're having red Leicester on toast, are you, Jack? No, no, no. Not, I'm not having red Leicester on toast, no. Your cheese taste is a shambles. But it, what are you this, having on cheese? 
cheese. It's disrespectful to the cheese that you're putting marmite on it. Quite frankly. Well, what are it's you having on your cheese? What what cheese are you putting on your toast? Cheese on toast. The cheese goes on the toast. Don't put anything in between it. It's disrespectful. I'm just saying, what cheese? What do you mean, what cheese? What cheese are you putting on your cheese on oh, toast? My my go to would perhaps be an applewood smoked, um, something like that. Um, <laughs> what are you laughing at, mate? You know, I, I had quality cheese from the cheese truckle, of course, the best cheese supplier in the region. And Harrison, the world, says, world, Jack, my friend. Harrison says Jack advocates Edam, he should be locked up. Look, I support our Dutch, you know, I support the Dutch cheese trade. If you're not willing to support the Dutch, then that's on you. Oh. What says cheese on toast with onion chutney look i agree i think you need a chutney or a salty based you're done you're done you're done your mother has just dropped a comment on youtube get it up you have just lost big man baby bell jack reeves mom has confirmed that jack has baby bell <laughs> with some marmite oh dear look um football yeah my mum said, Chris, don't <laughs> mess. <laughs> you know, we're still gaining viewers. Um, so welcome. <laughs> this is this is the TNC podcast, and we're discussing cheese on toast. Um, I think the no, weird what we're talking about, we we're talking about Luton, weren't we? Luton, Luton kicked the shit out of Norwich FC. That's going to be a really, really hard game. Really so hard. Well. And by the way, well, what I will say is everyone's really worried about the goalkeeper position. I was really impressed with the performance today. Really impressed with the goalkeeper today, the young the young man. Barton is his name? Burton? Barton? Oh, no. I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> anyway, he made a cracking save. And and quite frankly, I'm, I'm not worried about it at all in the slightest. Um, I, I think that we've got the squad of players to, to absolutely do a job against Luton. Um. I really do. I think that there's been a lot of talk about us not having a squad for Luton. Um, but still, look, there you go. Charlie Summers, you know, well done for remaining sober during this live stream. That is the team that I want to see. That's the exact team that I want to see. We've got Jordan Brickhouse, Hugh Jill up front. Yeah, so Charlie Summers is saying Barden, Mumba, Zimbo, Close, Javi Quintia, Sorensen, Roop, Hernandez, Stephen, Martin, and Hugo. Well, look, if we if we start that team, then we'll probably win the win the cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, I'm so pleased you're now drinking Ribena. We've uh, we had another donation. This comes in from hang on, <laughs> let me quickly screenshot it. Hang on, just quickly talk for a moment, Chris. Um, how did every, what's everyone's pre-season sorry player of the pre-season been mine me, been mine's josh martin uh, okay mine's bally mumba oh right bally mumba yeah everyone get their comments in on that um george from aberdeen says any local football to recommend pending carroid return see a hundred mm. versus goulston look if you want to go to a non-league norfolk based game Get yourself down to Yarmouth, <laughs> Wellesley. No, Chris laughs. Look, he's a snob. Get yourself down to the Wellesley and see the oldest standing stand in the whole world. 
<laughs> the Wellesley has the oldest stand in the world. The wooden stand at the Wellesley is a sight to behold. George from Aberdeen, thank you for your donation, my friend, on Kofi. Link in the description. He says, any local football to recommend pending Carrow Road return. Get yourself down to the Wellesley and go and watch Yarmouth. I can promise you, hand on heart, it is an absolute beauty. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and, and everyone, um, look, everyone in the comments, up the bloaters. Make sure, you, make sure you're wearing your body armor. That's all I'm um that's all I would recommend when you're going to great armor, that's for sure. Um, um no, Jack, yeah. People say, no, let's quickly get people. We were saying um who's people's player of the preseason? Jimzo says Mumba and Poheta, Fraser, Poheta. You're not La actually gonna Jack, Jack, you're not actually going to pronounce it like that all season, are you? Yeah, that's his name, Chris. Yeah, I know, but it's just... Anderson can we not... says Poheta. <laughs> can we just call him PP? Chilled says Poheta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now this is an interesting one. Chilled FIFA. Oh, no, hang on. Sorry, that's that's the wrong one. He says Poheta as well. Alfredo says Sinani. <laughs> has been class in pre-season. Now, Daniel Sonani, our first ever Luxembourgian player, what do we make of him? <laughs> Daniel Sonani's having a party. You can fuck off Jamie Vardy. That's all I'm going to say. Video monetized, Chris. I keep telling you that. Monetization went after about 10 minutes, Jack. As soon as you mentioned the away kit, it was done. It was over. Um, I'm very excited to see PP. I really am. Um, I love, we, we saw a very, gl a, a little glimpse of, of him with his afterburners on today. I'm so excited to see um, PP smash it for Norris City Football Club. I really am. Um, and in terms of Sonani and, and Rupinio7 on, on YouTube is bang on the money as always. He says Sonani is scary. And you know what? Good. And I, and I agree. He's so scary. And we need more of that. I wouldn't want to be walking down a dark alleyway with Sonani coming at me. That's for sure. But then likewise with Steepman and likewise with, you know, uh, there's a lot of scary players being brought into this football club now. And, and I think we need that, Jack. Um, yeah, most people saying um, PP, Poheta, is their player of the preseason. What I am excited about, and I think the signing of Poheta was in the expectation that we'd sell Jamal and Max because the reason we, you know, we were so successful in the championship last time around is because we had such pace from left back and right back and Jamal and Max. I think the thought process was, right, we'll probably have to sell these guys. So instead, we'll have the pace in Hernandez and Pojeta. I mean, that's a scary amount of pace in the championship. That's going to be any defensive line on the back foot. If we have Aaron's, Lewis, Hernandez and Pojeta in the same side, I'm worried if I'm another championship side. That's all I'm saying. Well, you're not only worried, Jack. You're not coming out of the changing rooms, are you? Surely. I mean, as as Grant Holt said in, in the live stream in the Premier League restart that we put on, you know, uh, you know, pace kills. It's as plain as simple as that. If you can bring in players with sheer pace... In the championship particularly, you are in trouble. You are on the back foot. And I think that what we've seen today is we've seen a, we've seen Daniel Farker try to play PP um, in a role where he can be fed, and he was fed a couple of times. I'm very, very, very confident that he'll be able to hit the ground running, actually. I really am. I'm so excited to see him. I'm honestly so excited to see him. So say if, say if we play a formation similar to last season with three in behind the strikers, who plays? You've got Todd, Emmy, 
Pojeta, Hernandez, Dowell, probably others, Stieperman. Who who do you drop? You don't know that yet, D-Jack. Until we've got rid of some players, um, it's it's hard to disclose but that. Why would get rid of them? I, I don't know, Jack. It's the, the the market is very unpredictable at the moment, given COVID, given given the fact that we're now going to be in a in a in a financial crisis as well. It's it's hard, and I, I don't know. And one thing for sure, though, is that. Kieran Dowell for me is is the man to 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 be leading that. He's one of the first names on the team sheet in midfield. Uh, he has been exceptional, and um, I think Daniel. I think um, Daniel Farker. How did I? <laughs> how did I mistake Rob Butler for Daniel Farker? Rob Butler tweeted today a picture of a Rolls Royce when associating it with Kieran Dowell. And Rob Butler, the last time he tweeted that was when Johnny Housen was here. Well, that excites me a lot. I'm. Uh, I think that Kieran Dowell is is a brilliant player, and and I think that I, regardless of who goes and who who comes, who stays in this team and who who actually leaves, Kieran Dowell has to be the first name on the team sheet in midfield for me, without a doubt. Yeah, there's been some exciting um, transfers. Look, Rob Butler, Daniel Farker, two very handsome men. So easily mistaken, Chris. Don't worry about that, my friend. And um, <laughs> Ben Carter to Steepy and Pookie. Don't split them mm. up. I don't know if you saw Chris, but I was very, very, you know, at ease when I saw Steepy taking selfies with the horses the other day. And that really <laughs> made me happy. Just good, calm, innocent content. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to say? I'd love to see the, you know, the form of Sheepy rekindled again in the championship. Yeah, no, me too. Me too, massively. Um, but again, we've spoken about this before, Jack. If you're Marco Steedman and you've been shunned out of the Premier League side, I, I think there's going to be some 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 motivation issues there potentially. I really do. I don't, I don't, I think Marco Steedman. Has, was a brilliant championship player for us. Brilliant. And I definitely, definitely think that he should be in and around that Norris side without a shadow of a doubt. And I really, really admire and love to watch that that synergy that he has with Pookie. It's, it's almost, it's a bit weird, isn't it? I think that if you were to pick any player that had the best synergy and chemistry with Timo Pookie, it's Marco, isn't it? And, mm. and I, I don't know what it is. To be honest with you, I think that Marco is quite physical. He's quite a big lump, isn't he? But also what I like about Marco is he's not afraid to take on one or two and then try and thread it through. Um, whereas I think quite a lot of the other midfielders tend to just pass it sideways. And I think Marco's not afraid to take a risk. And that's why I really, really enjoy uh, watching Marco Steepman. Definitely. Um, okay, we've been going an hour now. And uh, I think it's probably time to start wrapping things up. Although there's still more than more than 500 of you watching so thank you to everyone who is watching um a quick um pr thing we are nearing 20,000 subscribers so if you are new to the channel welcome this is talk norwich city this is the largest norwich city fan led channel on the whole of the internet by quite some distance if you are new hit subscribe we upload daily it's norwich city what can you go you know it's free what can go wrong if you're looking to you know go that extra step go that Stieperman to Pookie through ball, then why not have a look at the Kofi page down in the description below? You can help with the running costs of Talk Norwich City. And if you leave a comment 
We'll get it read out. If we don't read it out on this, I will email you my response. There we go. Personalized email from Jack Reeve. There we go. I mean, what else do you want from this live? That's that's it. Um, okay, let's finish with a question then. We always mention this man's name on every single show, and we haven't yet mentioned him, so let's go with it. It's from A.A. Anderson. He has he says, also, what's going on with Mario? Does he still have a place in the squad? Now, we saw him driving go-karts the other day. You know, the whole squad went on their go-kart expedition. It was very much Mario Kart, wasn't it? It was, if you know, he was very much the brand. But does Mario have a place in the squad, Chris? He definitely has a place in the squad, 100%. Um, but... In Daniel Parker's mind as well. I don't know, Jack. I don't know. And and this is... I, I, I do find it hard to see how he breaks through considering the players that he's brought in. I, I just don't know how. And so for me, he's either going to be a substitute or sold, surely? I don't know. Um, but I think Mario Vrancic is a top player. I, I, I loved watching him at the back end of that championship title-winning campaign. Of course, he was absolutely brilliant for us. You know, kick-taking, honestly, absolutely superb. So I really want it to work for Mario, but I don't know what Daniel Farker's thinking. Just like at the moment, I really want to say that Anel Hernandez is going to be my prediction for player of the season, for the season up, upcoming. But I'm just not sure if Daniel Farker's going to start him week out, week in, week out. I'm not sure, Jack. What, what about you? What do you think? Uh, well, I, I, I really enjoy watching Mario play football. Like I think we've now got, we've got to a stage where we've got Dowell in the squad, Sorensen, Poheta. you know, we've got players that can probably play in that position that Mario plays in that may be better than him. I don't know. I really enjoy watching Mario play football. It, you know, it's the same with Leitner. It's the same with Tribal. They are good footballers, but maybe you get to a stage, at, you know, at a club where, you move on. It's rare that a player stays at a football club for more than two, three seasons. And we forget now, I saw a stat today, Daniel Farker has now managed four Norwich City pre-seasons. That's more than anyone since Nigel Worthington in the two, like in the 2000s. It, yeah. We're now at a stage where Farker's gone above and beyond the kind of average time for a manager at Norwich City. Players are starting to go above and beyond that. If you're looking to progress and to go beyond what you've already achieved, maybe it's time to start moving these players on. That's not, you know, disrespect to any of these guys who might be going, because I think Tribal, Leitner, even Dermich, I think there's a player there in Dermich. It just hasn't quite worked. Um, you know, maybe it, it might be time to move on. I'm going to quickly read this comment out. Keith Sims says, hello from Crossstead. Crossstead is just behind the wall. Keith is an absolute boy. So hello to Keith. Welcome to the TNC podcast, my friends. Good to have you Jack, on. Good to have Jack, your community involved. Jack, I put on the agenda for tonight that we make some predictions, some big, bold predictions for next season. Which, okay, I'm willing to do that. Which absolutely is throwing us under the bus, but that's all part of the fun, isn't it? And I would encourage people on the live stream to comment your answers to these questions as well so the first one jack was who is your player of the season for this season coming up last season i said it was going to be moritz leitner how wrong i was how wrong i was okay so you start then well i've said mine already i, th I think in a, if he plays anel hernandez is absolutely mm. going to tear it up without a shadow of a doubt I, he is 
Uh, just superb. But but again, look, I'm seeing some comments in here already, you know, Dowell. Um, and I, I find it hard to disagree with that. If we see what we've seen in pre-season of Dowell, if we see more of that, Jamie, without a shadow of a doubt, um, I think that he'll be he'll be within with with it with, with a great shout of winning pro of the season. What do you think, yeah, Jack? Go on. I think um, I think Hernandez would probably be like if I was saying, okay, this is gonna be my player of the season, I think it's probably gonna be Hernandez. I think he's gonna have a great season. But I can't say the same as you. So I'm going to go with Oliver Skip. I think he's going to have a fantastic season. I think there's a real cultured player in there that has something to prove. I think that's absolutely key to a Norwich City transfer that we maybe lacked last season. Um, I just think we need someone like Ollie Skip. I think Norwich fans will will see what he brings to the squad. Um, and I think he's I think he's going to have a, a really cultured season. Norwich. And I hope he does well because, boy, we need him to. I like that, and I agree with you, Jack. I like your thought process. There's been a there's been a prediction in here, and I love how many people are putting in their player of the season predictions already. James Young's on YouTube says player of the season Hugh Jill. I I I, I find it hard to disagree with that as well because if Hugh of course bangs in the goals, surely because it's almost a bit Grant Holt. It's like reminiscing Holt, isn't it? We we want Hugh to be the next Grant Holt. He. He stinks of Grant Holt, doesn't he? Just the way he's putting himself about, just his attitude on the pitch, the way he's dominating play and his confidence, his inner belief. So if he does score the goals, I do find it also very hard to see past how the fans wouldn't vote for Hugel. If I think, I think the- Hugel is, and I know people are going to laugh about this, but the reason we've been, you know, one of the most potent championship strike forces we've had in recent years was Graben, Hooper and Jerome. And I know that, you know, individually, they're not the greatest players, but you could guarantee 15 goals a season from them guys. You look at the strike force we've got now in Puki, Hugel and Ida. And honestly, like, I know Ida hasn't played too much championship football, but I can see us getting 15 goals a pair out of them. And you can't, rely on a Puki getting 30 goals a season. That 30 goal season haul from him the last time around was magnificent. And I wouldn't put it past him doing that again because I think there's a real cultured cap, you know, caliber of player there, but you can't rely on that. So I think you need three strikers who can do 10, 15 goals a season. And I, yeah. I think we've got that now in Puki, Hugel and Ida. And that really excites me. Uh, Jackson, the, the next question is the final position. What's your prediction? Go on, put your neck on the line. Where are North City finishing in the championship next season? First. Oh, whoa! Seriously, bro. Yeah, why not? I'm in. I'm in. I'm in it to win it. I'm, mate, I know you've had a few beers, but that's exceptional. That is big. You're going top number one. No messing around. Look, Norwich City have signed 10 players. At this current moment in time, we haven't sold any. There is a statement being set out by the football club here. We've got Oliver Skip. We've got Kieran Dowell. We've got Max Ahrens. We've got Jamal Lewis. We've got Emmy Buendia. We've got a striker who scored 30 goals in a previous championship campaign. We've got Tim Krull. Ooh, Why yeah. shouldn't we get first? Why shouldn't we get 100 points? Why Keep shouldn't going. we score 100 goals? Keep going. Why? Why? Tell me why. 
I, I don't know. <laughs> this is the thing. Someone's going to clip this up and quote us halfway through the season when we're like just above the relegation zone. And um, yeah, I mean, I love the confidence, mate. I really didn't expect you to say that. Um, I, I think I think we're going to finish third, and and that really pains me to say that. Yeah, that's going to uh, hurt. It is going to hurt. But I, I think we're going to. I think we're going to win at Wembley again. I think we're going to go up through the playoffs, mate. Wow, can we can and we why, go though? And why and why wouldn't and why wouldn't you? Because at the end of the day, you'd rather. You, I mean, I know there's more pressure on it, but you get more money from winning at Wembley anyway, don't you? So why not? I just look at this current moment in time. I look at the squad and I'm just like, who's going to beat us? <laughs> mate, I, I admire. Mate, I, I can't wait to clip this up and show it to you later on. I think I think Watford are going to be very very hard to beat. I, I think Watford are going to be in and around the top two all season long. Um, they've got some outstanding players in that squad, and don't forget how easy it was for them to beat us in that Premier League restart. Look, I, I, I know I know it's going to be different in the Championship, of course, but they're a top top side. So I, I think we're going to struggle against those guys without a shadow of a doubt. Um, so yeah, that that's the final position sorted, Jack. The next question, which I think is quite interesting, it's prediction, big prediction. And let us know in the in the comments on YouTube, Periscope, Facebook, wherever you're watching. And um, we want to know, and Jack, I want to know from you, who is your unsung hero prediction for next season? Mm, interesting. Okay. So is this kind of a player that goes a little bit under the radar, but has a real pivotal part in the Absolutely. squad? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going for Bali Mumba. Now, I think we signed Mumba with the intention of loaning him out. But, Chris, what I've seen from Bali Mumba is impressing me. Like, I can't lie. We don't know what's happening with Max Aarons. We don't know what's happening with Sam Byram in terms of injuries and transfers, et cetera, et cetera. Bali Mumba looks like he's fully integrated in the squad. He's having a good time with Onal Hernandez and Instagram stories. He's very much a part of that tight-knit group. And I'm looking at Bali Mumba and I'm seeing that, you know, the words being written about him by Michael Bailey on The Athletic. And I'm seeing that Daniel Farker loves the way that Bali Mumba goes about his business on the pitch, his tactical awareness, his ability to get forward, his ability to position himself. I'm not saying that Ballymumba will play every game next season. But what I am saying is, when Ballymumba gets on that pitch, we sit back, we relax, and we go, Bally's in the house. <laughs> Mate, I love that from you. Mm. And, and I'm a huge Ballymumba fan already, without a shadow of a doubt. I really am. For me, it's Sorensen. Oh, I, I, he's going oh, to quietly get on with it. He's going to turn up and he is going to deliver eight out of 10 performances all season long, time after time. No yellow cards all season. He's that type of player. He's a bit quiet. He's a bit Johnny Housen-esque, mm. but he is going to consistently deliver. So for me, Jacob Sorensen is my unsung hero prediction for next season. I love um, that. I love the performances where during the match you don't really say anything about it. Like we'll be WhatsApping each other and we'll be going, "Oh, Pohetta's ripping it up. Oh, Pookie, what a fantastic strike! Great to see, ha you know, Dal with his sixth hat trick of the season." But what we won't be saying is, 
Sorensen's having a great game. We'll then look back at the game mm. afterwards and go, oh, that, mm. that tackle by Sorensen in the 89th minute, that pass from Sorensen in the yeah. 72nd minute, it's them where you look back on that's so key, isn't it? Jack, let's get some comments on screen uh, with people's unsung hero predictions. Charlie Summers on YouTube says, maybe McLean. And by, by the way, we've not even spoken about Kenny McLean. I think that he had a lot of criticism in the Premier League, which I which I honestly thought was a bit harsh, actually. Um, of course, the hero against Manchester City, and, and you can hear him. And what I love about these preseason games is, is one of the players that you hear is Kenny McLean. He is a leader. And, I, and I, I'm a massive fan, of course, changed my profile picture recently to a picture of Kenny McLean with his go-karting helmet on. Um, so I quite like that shout, Charlie. That, that, that's, a, that's a great shout. Another one, uh, which I've seen a few times, but on YouTube from What A Brew, exclamation mark, says, unsung hero, Quintia. Yeah, Quintia. Look, this, this bloke's played La Liga football. Uh, <sighs> Keep saying that to me. I love Lionel Messi. He's seriously. I love the fact that he's willing to put a cross in early doors. It's been so long that we've trying to be passing the ball into the box all the time. I love the fact that Shabby's not afraid to just whip a ball in. I love that. So I agree with that. That's a great shout. One of the shouts I'm I'm really interested in, which I, I want to open up to the dance floor and to you, Jack, as well. Liam R. Gaming on YouTube says, unsung hero, Rup. Lucas Rup, we've not spoken about him, Jack. What do you make of his preseason campaign? Well, I mean, Lucas Rup was brought in in January with the expectation and hope that he would be a player that kept Norwich City in the Premier League. People thought that he was of a Premier League standard. Now we've seen that he maybe isn't, of that standard and and the same with Duda and Duda has since departed but there was obvious hope surrounding Lucas Roop and to be honest I think there's there is a player in there yeah. um when we first signed Mario we were all very critical because he wasn't up the pace he wasn't finding passes it takes yeah. it takes time for these players to adapt mm -hmm. I don't want to write Lucas Roop off look we sponsored him we, we were responses for six months of the season. We've got genuine belief in Lucas Root. We know he's a very nice bloke. We know he's integrated quickly into the team. Um, whether he's up to the standard of the championship, we'll, mm. is, you know, we'll have to wait and see. And also, we've got players, we've got more players in that position now. We've got Sorensen. Um, we've got Dowell. We've got Skip. Will he even get into the team? I don't know. It's hard, isn't it, Jack? And at the moment, I'm not sure Lucas Rupp starts for me, but I would agree with your comments and observations, thoughts and feelings, whatever, with regards to Lucas Rupp. I think it he was he was bought in January and he was thrown in. And I think unfortunately, and this is gonna sound a bit strange, because of how horrific Andre Duda was. I think that it can it almost tarnished the January business, and therefore everyone just went, "Well, Stuart Webber's got the January business wrong. Look at this, dude is awful. Lucas Rupp's awful." I think Lucas Rupp. I agree. I think there's a player in there. I think that he's started to settle in now. I I've been very very impressed with him in preseason, Jack. Seriously, I think that Daniel Farker. It, I wouldn't want to be Daniel Farker right now. He's going to have a selection headache. And, and that, that's, of course, a really good thing to, to, to have a selection headache. I think that Lucas Rupp, 
you know, so long as that he can keep the ball moving and keep up with our style of play, I think absolutely he could potentially be the unsung hero. Another one, by the way, um, that, that a lot of people have mentioned is, is McCallum. I've seen this time after time in the live comments. Um, Alfredo WH on YouTube, for example, Jack, he says McCallum, and I find it hard to disagree. Um, uh, again, I think, and, but isn't this exciting, Jack? That every single player we mention, we almost think, yeah, he could be class. Yeah, he could be class. He could be even better. So it's super exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it's that classic, you know, pre-season expectation where you haven't seen too much of them and, and you're bigging these players up. The one player, and, I, and I've seen it mentioned, so this isn't like a unique um, opinion at all. The one player that I'm really intrigued about more than excited is Daniel Sanani. Like, he's very much a rough diamond, isn't he? He's played your own yeah. league He's clearly got talent. It's just how we utilise that talent. And can we, you know, can we smooth off the edges and um, and get Dan Elsonani really, you know, really ripping? Because bits and pieces I've seen, I've, I've looked at him and gone, wow, he's a player. Um, right. So it just depends whether, you know, we can get that consistency out of him. Jack, final prediction for next season. Who is your one to watch? Now, to clarify what your one to watch is, it's a player that's a bit spicy, a player that can that can turn a game on its head, a player that can create something out of nothing, a player that potentially is almost it's kind of like the unsung hero, but someone that's that you think is going to absolutely smash it. Unsung is someone that of course is is a bit kind of they, they don't get the praise that that's due whereas Whereas, whereas someone that's a one to watch is someone that's going to absolutely tear it up, but not necessarily predictable. Who is that? I think for me, mate, I think it's Poheta. Like I'm, it, out of all of the signings, I'm so excited. Honestly, like him and Hernandez, and I just hope that they st stay fit for the entirety of the season. And I hope that we stick with them both. I'm just so so excited. I just. I love watching sides that have that raw pace going forwards. Like we've seen Liverpool absolutely conquer with that, you know, Mane and Salah, yeah. Firmino kind of partnership. I'm not saying that Poheta and Hernandez are of that level, but in terms yeah. of getting the ball and bombing forwards, that excites me so much. And look, I think Poheta maybe lacks, um, well, I don't know if he does lack. I think that that's probably judgmental for me to say. He's going to find it, tough in the championship because the championship is a very good division um but I, ju I just honestly think if he gets going I, I think Norwich are going to be really hard to contend with I I love that I love that Jack and I, I, that's a great shout and and I think I'm kind of in your camp as well to go through some of the comments that people have chucked in a lot of people have agreed with you with regards to PP Pajeta Pojeta. There you go. You need, to grog, you need to grog a bit as you say it. And um, a lot of people have said Kieran Dowell. For me, Kieran Dowell's not one to watch because we know that he's going to be in contention with player of the season. Um, you know, I really do oh, believe yeah. that. Um, I tell you one, I tell you one I really love from Norfolk's best photographer on YouTube, Ryan Mason, of course, co-director of Glory magazine, the most sexy football magazine. On planet Earth, Hang on. Ryan Mason says Ida is going to surprise some people. Ryan, I agree. And I saw someone else above saying Ida absolutely stinks of last-minute winners. 
there is nothing more that gets me going and, and gets me up out of bed in the morning than thinking of the thought of Adam Eder banging in a last minute winner. So, yes, I agree from Norfolk's best photographer and director of Glory magazine. Of course, there's a great Norwich edition of that. Ryan Mason on YouTube. I agree. Josh yeah, no, Martin. Josh Martin as well, right? Yeah, I think that I think that was a that was too um obvious to say one to watch because I think we know like Josh Martin's kind of coming through, isn't he? And we, and we know that he might, he'll probably get to game time. I hope I hope he does well. Um Chris, we've been going for an hour 20 now. Jack, um, I'm sorry. Jack, Jack, I'm so sorry. There's a comment on YouTube that we need to read out. I, I think he's joking, but if he's not, I love it even more. Callum James Steele on YouTube says, Sonani is our very own Patrick Vieira. <laughs> I thought I'd had too many beers tonight. <laughs> I love that, though. Jackie, yeah, no, look, look, you know what's exciting me, Chris, is when we said, like, let's have you stand that player. We've got Hugill. We've got Mumba. We've got Dow. We've got Sonani. We've got Vrancic, we've got Steeperman. Everyone thinks everyone's going to be brilliant. And yeah. if everyone's right, we are going to absolutely romp the division. <laughs> oh, no. That's going to be clipped up, Jack. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm still a bit sore from the Premier League restart. but Mate, I've forgotten about that. I... I, I... I'm not quite there. I'm, I'm almost ready. I'm almost what, what ready. Do you, what do you need to happen to forget about the Premier League? Because all I needed was a goal in Germany. Uh, okay. But what I need is I need to I need to see a new centre-back because our defence is what made the Premier League restart an utter horror show. So we, I, I have to see a centre-back and, and then I can put it to bed, kiss it goodnight and forget about it without a shadow of a doubt. Okay. Now, oh, let's finish on this because I think it's a nice point to finish on max montgomery oh hang on he says delia and michael watching the game if you haven't seen the picture from today delia and michael win jones sat on deck chairs on the halfway line in germany they have flown out to germany f to watch us in pre-season they could have watched it on youtube but us lazy they are not lazy they love this football club and uh honestly this is very much the case if you don't know how good it is until they've gone there are obvious flaws with with Delia and Michael. They don't have inf infinite amounts of cash like other owners do. But what they do have, and this doesn't come around very often, is a genuine, genuine love and care for the football club. And I would take that over an infinite amount of cash any day of the week. So, you know, get your deck chairs out, people. Get to Germany, sit on the halfway line and soak it up. This is all about the journey. Look, we've been on here tonight, right? And we've said Norwich will romp the league. Dowell will score six hat-tricks. <laughs> player of the season. Poeta's going to score 30. None of this will happen. But we're enjoying the process. And that's all you can do. That's all yeah. you can do. Agree, Jack. 100%. Uh, Jack, I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone that's watched the full one hour, 22 minutes and five seconds. I really appreciate it. Massive support for Talk Norwich City during um, the, the COVID crisis. And I'm really looking forward to the new season now. There is so many exciting things coming up. I really honestly cannot begin to tell you so many exciting podcasts. So make sure you're subscribed. And thank you very much for watching tonight. I really appreciate the fact that you've put up with mine and Jack's absolutely shambolic patter. Yeah, no, look, 
I echo Chris's thoughts. I know that we've got people watching from the road behind. I know that we've got people watching in Scotland. I know that we've got people watching across the world. Me and Chris are two average blokes sat in our room, <laughs> had a few too many beers this evening, just talking about Norwich City. We love the club. We love them so much. And we love talking to you guys about it. We've had a bit of fun on this Saturday evening. We'll be back again next Saturday evening after we've just beat Luton by more than six goals. We can't wait for it. Um, look, have a lovely Saturday evening, everyone. Stay safe, be kind to each other. Um, and hopefully you will, um, you know, we will all witness history in the making. If we don't watch history in the making, then we'll, we'll witness something else. But one can hope. Chris, good to see you, my friend. I'll chat to you soon. Cheers, Jack. Kick Bye, it off. Throw it in. Howling. 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 Howling, 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 howling. Howling, 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 how